Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, myself and Kane are joined by a special guest, and that special guest is Zane. How are you, Zane? I'm good, how are you? Very good. So Zane is the magic behind the video clips we do, and just generally the recording in here. He's the one that posted a clip of me bold. He's the one that makes me look stupid in most video clips. So yeah, cheers, Zane. No, no, you're the one that makes yourself look stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he just, <laughs> he like, just highlights it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. So no, Zane is going to talk you through the process of repurposing those clips and just basically start to finish with the podcaster's podcast what he does how he finds the clips to repurpose and his style of editing i guess let's should we start with the the setup because obviously we've got a whole setup which makes it easier to then repurpose yes. do you want to run us through what we've got going and then into your process yeah definitely so in terms of the setup obviously we've seen we've got three cameras and that's a big thing that helps with um, repurposing because um, I'll get to it a bit later, uh, but having three cameras, different angles, allows you to make a lot more cuts. Um, so we've got uh, two A6600 Sony cameras, um, which good 4K quality, perfect for when you're cropping in for like vertical um, edits afterwards. So you don't lose that quality when you're cropping in. So that means it's got to be 4K. Yeah, yeah. So 4K is ideal um, for vertical clips because that way you're recording in you know landscape normal 4k full quality but when you're cropping into a vertical video um it's still going to have the quality that you'd expect whereas when you're cropping into a 1080p video it starts looking a bit muddy like some of our earlier clips before we started using these sonys yeah, you saw you the difference it's night and day difference yeah so um you can get away with just having two of them like we've got three we've got an additional um wide camera lens but when you've got like two guests i feel like you can get away with just having two for sure uh, cameras to cut between each person so um, like preference one on everyone and then ideally one on each speaker yeah exactly yeah yeah so when a, whenever someone's speaking or the guest is speaking you crop into them and you can cut into the reactions um which helps a lot, again. Um, <laughs> when mugging off Ash. Yeah, uh, but that's just the, that's the camera side of things. Of course, we, we have gone through mics and stuff before, but again, just dynamic microphones um, connected to a PodTrack P4. Um, fairly straightforward setup. Do uh, keep in mind that it's worth having like a pop filter of some sort on them because uh, if you're directly talking into the mic, it's very poppy. Um, which even for like repurposed clips and stuff is jarring. Like you, you don't you don't want to hear the pops. But next time I mess up, I'm just gonna be like pa, 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 pa. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna... Dan gets annoyed with like people. Pa, pa, you know, it's it's not. He does, doesn't yeah. I'm bad at that. It's more when someone's listening to it in headphones as well. Because yeah, it just so like... what you like doing is you like talking like this and then just go around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zane and I was saying that today because like at the moment because this mic has to be to my left. I've got to talk looking like without looking at Zane, and then I have to turn to look at his reaction. <laughs> like, <laughs> look yeah, at uh, me when you're talking. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. otherwise, I do what I did last time and just be like talking over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hear you. But yeah, that's the sort of setup. Um, but me being behind the scenes when we record, um, I obviously I'm listening to the content that we're we're talking about at the time, and whenever I can, I will take a mental note or like a written note of something that I think yeah clip worthy um so that's obviously something that if you're you know the ones that are hosting your show you can't do that at the same time so having like a cameraman someone behind the scenes uh like i do for your shows it's um it helps to just narrow down so those like clips as well, as yeah you can, you can time code it if you've um kept an eye on the on the recording um and yeah that helps for later on when it comes to actually finding the clips 
Um, so on like yeah. a, a pod track or even if you're doing it on Zoom where you've got separate audio files. Yeah. So let's say I'm doing a Zoom interview of Ash and my eyes just said something good. Could I just like tap my mic or something just so I've got like a note and then could I edit that out after? Yeah. Is there something that I could do? Isn't there a button you can press on the P4 that puts like a, a line in the recording? You can mark a recording without actually starting a completely new audio track. So that can help as well if you need to make cuts or um, you need to make a marker. Now, I know there's a way audio. with something of leaving a marker in it because I know some of our clients do it, but I, I don't know the details. Yeah. But in, in, in terms you know how to do that, it's worth doing it. Yeah. If you can do that, I don't, because um, when I'm recording, I'm behind the cameras and I don't have the P4 with me. It's more of a mental or written note because uh, I can't actually touch the P4 being closer to you. Um, but it's a bit stranger and it doesn't <laughs> <around>. <laughs> I just come into, into frame and just tap it. But um, in terms of the clips actually getting them afterwards, first thing you have to do, it's a little bit of a longer process to be fair with three cameras and then with, in this case, three separate audio tracks. You've got to do the whole synchroni uh, synchronization. Um, so Adobe Premiere really helps with that. You can just kind of highlight all the clips, click synchronize and it, does its best to put it together um, but that's where you got to make sure like your cameras if their audio wasn't on for whatever reason or your microphone levels weren't on then that's not going to sync and then you got to sit there looking at someone's lips oh, for, for, oh, yeah. <laughs> and see when they start moving their lips um, so the syn syncing in that situation is is a little bit annoying um, but yeah from there I just go and watch the whole episode are like two times speed. So I'm so used to both of your voices are like two times squeaky yeah, speed. Jarring and I speed, go, right? <laughs> yeah, just, I said, you're right. You talk quite slow. I can talk quite fast sometimes. So that can't be easy. Yeah. So like I've gotten used to it now because um, everything, like when you're, when, when you edit, you want speed. So like everything you listen to is in my head is always 1.5, two times speed. And you get used to kind of like being able to understand someone um, at that speed. But, uh, quickly go through all the clips and whilst I'm listening to it if I haven't already made uh, notes like I said about where a certain clip is this is my chance to then just pick out certain segments of that whole 20 minute 30 minute recording of like the juicy bits basically the funny bits the juicy bits how do you find um, those bits what's what's a clip for you what do you look at and think that's a clip it's usually when it's um, we've been trying to do more sort of funnier stuff yeah. where we can but I like to have a good blend of where it starts off with some sort of value. Um, so, you know, it's it's content that you, when you watch it, you're still going to get some value from it. But it ends in a way that makes you feel happy or funny. Yeah, or you had a little a giggle at it at the end. And that just helps, I think, seal the clip off nicely. But sometimes you'll find like, all right, there's a there's a topic that you've covered that is really good. And I think it's worth having a clip for that. But you might have spoke about it for a minute and a half. That's too long for a clip. So I would listen to it and then have to find the best bits within that that juicy segment. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes quite difficult because you think, all right, what's the best bit? And I've got to cut it so that it makes sense. I know sometimes it will be the start of a segment, then it will skip like two minutes ahead to where I've finished it. Yeah. And then it's yeah. that part. And like, oh, there's a whole bit missing, whole but bit it missing, makes yeah. perfect sense between. I was just waffling. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds so like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a lot of, I do that a lot, to be honest, like having to cut, uh, you know, it's for us, it's all right. I mean, if you're doing that on the news or something like that, you probably can't do that. You want to like have the whole thing because you can manipulate what someone says quite a lot yeah, on a clip. <laughs> like you can fully change what they say because you can put one thing at the start, one thing at the end. But um, 
it has to be done a lot because you want to keep clips like 20, 30 seconds. So important, isn't it? That it's sharpened to the point. I see a lot of people who try doing it themselves just have like, take a 30 second or 45 second segment. It's like, well, that could have been 15 or 20 seconds. Or if it's like a minute and a half, they'll post a minute and a half, that could have been 30 seconds. And they just leave all of that in. And when you're repurposing video, one of the biggest things is making sure it keeps someone's attention because the platform it's going to be shown on it's not a podcast platform where people are sat there listening in the car. It's somewhere where people are scrolling and you've got to get someone's attention quick. Yeah, 100%. And I think w- with video and with clips, it's even the things that, uh, the reactions of guests when they don't even say anything is quite important. Like the nods, the grins, the laughs. Mm. Like I it's would, good for changing the angle too, I guess. Yeah. So like I said, like as I was going to say, I mentioned at the start that I'll, I'll get to, having the multiple cameras, you can cover stuff up. Like so many cuts, you can cover them up because you can just cut to someone going, or... I do wonder you know? how many times, like <laughs> it's cut to me or him nodding. I'm like, was that even in the right segment or was that like from a different episode? Every time we like sh- break down and say something stupid and then you just look, I'm like talking, I can just see you're like, Face like <laughs> smirking, trying not to laugh. I bet Zane's like, Fuck's sake. let's just put one of him nodding. Yeah, instead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie with you, Asha. You, you do this a lot, like, I do. Yeah. Your, your finger will be like this on your face, and I'm like, you look fucking bored listening to Kane right now. <laughs> so I cut further I don't on. Look bored, bro. I am bored. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I look, yeah. So like, I'm like, I can't cut to you being like this, so I have to like cut. I use a, 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 another segment of maybe the same episode, so you're still wearing the same yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. Why is shirt changed? <laughs> yeah. You're still wearing the same clothes, but when you're looking a bit more up and like nodding, so I can cut to that and it, it seems a bit more engaging overall. And usually um, I kind of end the clip with like the reaction as well, because yeah. I feel like that you can, I don't know, you, it can kind of fade out the clip a lot easier. The, the audio seems a little less harsh when it goes quiet and you're just nodding without actually saying anything um, that so makes yeah, sense. That's something else you do really well which is important and often misconstrued is clips aren't there to be like a teaser in the sense of let me show you half the content but the clip doesn't make sense on its own it's absolutely vital that the clip as an individual individual piece of content makes complete sense so it's not like oh here is the top three ways to do it and then you're explaining them but you haven't said what they are listen to the episode see what they actually are no it's nobody's going to click yeah, through to that instead of that pick one of them and be like in full depth explaining what that, that one is and then people can listen for the rest of them but that clip on its own makes sense one mistake I've seen some people do um, is their video lacks context and they don't do it intentionally but because they were in the podcast interview they're like, oh, this makes sense, but information outside of that clip makes it make sense. Does that make sense? So, like, I, I've seen, for for example, like there'll be like a story or something, but they'll reference something that they did earlier on in the oh, episode. Yeah. But unless you go and see that full episode, this individual story, they're like, what? It, like, it it's not. It's got to have context. You can't. I mean, that's probably something that's makes it hard if you're editing your own stuff is you in your head you're like oh yeah because i've already said that and then you realize well actually the person that's just seen this clip doesn't realize which is why it's good to get people to to check your clips i suppose definitely and and on that to add to that sometimes when i've edited clips um and there isn't enough time to put the context of the clip in there then you can put the caption at the top i've noticed you've done that you can put the caption at the top or it could be the cap the actual name of the clip so just two one or two lines that 
kind of catches you up to like why this clip even happened in the first place. Um, so you do you can put some context in there via the captions, and then yeah, and then obviously from there you're looking at the whole subtitling. But you you can't nowadays you you can't have a clip to on TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever, Facebook, Instagram without the subtitles. It's also yeah. annoying when people do subtitles, but doing super small and at the bottom. It's like no, big and in the middle. <laughs> yeah, big in the middle. Out, you know, if you can, you can get images on Google which show you the margins and kind of like the safe spaces for all the apps like Instagram, TikTok, so that your text doesn't go over or under them. Oh, yeah, because TikTok's got loads of yeah. crap at the bottom, doesn't it? Yeah. So there's loads of videos I've seen people put their subtitles too low or even too high. Well, and sometimes it'll be like the end of the words covered by the comment and the comment bubble. Yeah. You just can't read the word, you know? Yeah. And the the follow and for or the for you and uh, following at the top. You think the top is probably the cleanest part, but it's not. A lot of the times, people put a, a, a caption at the top, like the title, like I said, to give context to the clip, but it's too high, and then it gets cut off. So um, yeah, it's there is a certain way of going about it um, with the subtitling. Thankfully, now you know we've got it's not perfect, but we can do. Um, um, you can trans you get a transcript, yeah, transcribe through Adobe. So you can pick your um, after I I do the edits fully first, like of the clip, just listen to it, make sure it's good, and then you can select that segment and transcribe it. But you know what? It's never perfect. I don't know whether it's just and, like the British accent or something. Well, I tell yeah. you what, though, I I always find that like a fairly plain English accent. And then the majority of sort of American accents, yeah, work well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone that it's outside of that. They're crap. Yeah. I don't know, have you seen the same? Yeah, like through um, like anyone who's got like a slightly more northern or like Irish accent or something like that. Yeah. I, I've sat there having to, you know, there was no point transcribing it because you transcribe it, but you have to go through every caption anyway and re like, um, you know, the, sp- the spelling or change the words. Um, so at times, you know, it can be kind of time consuming, that part of it with clips. Um, Another yeah. thing on that, is even if it transcribes it perfectly, naturally most people, unless you're a public speaker, will be umming and ahhing and saying like here and like there. And these filler words you want to take out in the transcription, in the captions, because you want the almost you want it to be exactly what they're saying, but a little bit more straight to the point. Sometimes you don't want it to say, "Oh, like I done this." You just want to say, "I done this." Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I try to cut them out as well, like ums and you know, long breaths and pauses out of clips anyway, but sometimes they'll they'll be there because it just, otherwise it'll be too choppy. Um, and then I do just cut them out from the transcript. I'll cut them out from the captions um, because, yeah, no one wants to read someone saying, oh, like this. and yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. And I, some people might do it a different way. I personally, when I write my captions, I like to keep them kind of like grammatically correct. Even if someone's saying stuff like, I'm gonna go, you could type G O N N A like that, but I prefer to just type them kind of like how you would read it. Is there a reason behind that, or do you f- is or is it just like pref- preference? That is just my preference personally, but I don't think it really matters that much. Um, but that's just something I, I do. Like, so you do have to go back and correct it if it hasn't like picked up the word properly, sort of thing. Yeah, if you're an education podcast like us and you want to come across somewhat serious, it's probably <laughs> that's, serious. that's what I mean. So yeah. like, at least yeah. these guys can actually speak properly. If yeah. can we? Sometimes <laughs> with his editing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah, it is just that. Just keeping it like somewhat professional where you can, because 
you know what people are like online trolls and stuff they'll nitpick at anything that's good get the comments <laughs> well listen like, tell us about the start of the video so uh, you know i think anybody that listens to this or is sort of in the creator space will know how little of a time you have to capture someone's attention yeah so is there any sort of tricks of the trades that you do at the beginning of our clips or other people's clips to try and make it more engaging visually or audibly or you know what do you do yeah, so there's something that recently that I've been trying to do. I haven't done it with your guys' clips yet, but there's one thing I've found that a lot of, a lot of people do is um, either the text or the video itself does this little jump at the start. Yeah, Have you yeah, seen I've, that? I've seen this. Yeah, so um, I haven't found a good opportunity to do it with ours yet, but like there's a, there's a you can put like this bounce on either the text or the, the video. And that apparently, when you're scrolling, separates it from some of the others. Because you think, oh, it's instant, a pattern interrupt. Do you know what it is? There's always something that separates it and then everyone starts doing it. And then you've got to find something else that's different because all of a sudden that's the same. Well, that's, so how, like, that's just like marketing as well. It it's is. Like, change for the, the next time. three months, this is the strategy. Three months later, everyone's text is bouncing and that becomes the norm. What I've seen is um, like an audible thing, which is, you know, the the bell, yeah. the, the you know, the, the, what you get, what? On an iPhone, when someone texts, yeah, like, oh. ding, ding. Yeah. I've seen so many videos yeah, start yeah, with that. Yeah, no, I've heard that as well. It, that's like weird little things that people add on. Um, so, like post, you know, sound effects, transitions, edits. But even just on the raw clip itself, I like to start off with. Um, it's good when it's like a starts off with a question. Yeah. So, like for example, if you're asking Kane a question, even if you asked that ages ago, again, that gives the context. But it also could be a con uh, a question that you would want to know the answer to. It has to be a question or statement, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. You can't be like, yeah. at this point now, you wouldn't start a clip. Either a strong statement in the sense that you're, you're saying like, your podcast is not this, or it's me saying, why is this the case? So it's a question or it's a main statement, not like halfway through a sentence or halfway through explaining something. Exactly. And and yeah, if, if you're not going to start off with a question, then like you said, it's a statement, but it has to be quite a bold statement as well. It might even be a statement that pisses, yeah, is, is controversial, annoys someone, or is just something that would be like, wait, why are you saying that? You know, and then watch the rest of the clip to understand why you made that bold statement. So yeah, so, so something that's going to just trigger the viewer sometimes in a bad way sometimes in a good way like whatever keeps the person listening for those 20 30 seconds and again that's why it's so important to have it sometimes you can even have a clip that's 15 seconds i don't think that's too short either or 10 15 seconds it's not too short but the big the big thing about that is the fact that when you're scrolling you can see that that bar at the bottom and it's off-putting when that's like huge or you know that's going to move so slow you're like oh, i'm going to scroll past it so yeah, you want to keep them quick, snappy, straight to the point, bold, controversial, wherever you can, just because that's how clips are these days. The little <laughs> caption you've been putting at the top, like you were saying earlier, to add context, I think that's really helped because when you first see it, it's like, oh, have I got to wait a couple of seconds? As stupid as it sounds, like, do I have to wait a couple of seconds to see what this is about? Or let me just scan that top line. Oh, I know what he's talking about. It's it's something else to get people engaged in the first few seconds because three seconds is a long time when you're scrolling. If you see something like, I need to wait a couple of seconds for context. Sometimes it's like, uh, I can't even be asked to hear him finish his question. Yeah. But if it's got something you can read in like one second, it'd be like, right, that's the context yeah. of the video. And it, it, yeah, it could be something that like you mentioned slightly later on in the clip, but that's the juicy bit. But you want to, on the caption, you're kind of teasing it there anyway. So it, it helps the viewer stay on um, for a bit longer. And another thing just to add to the, to the caption side of things is um, highlighting the odd word. 
that's quite important because yeah. even sometimes a clip change of colors change of size change of font all these things definitely make it it's, it all comes to the making sure it moves every couple of seconds doesn't it yeah and also you know if someone's speaking quite quickly the captions can co- you know go quickly with the person but you might not have time to read them fully or uh, you know as they're going through so when you just highlight the important wo- words in in a yeah, bold color bigger size then you've caught the main words you don't actually have to sit and read it all it just helps just like absolutely yeah it just helps There's so much you can do post-production to get it moving. And this is especially important if you haven't got multiple angles. Like, you, Luckily, you have multiple angles, but if you've got one angle, you can be punching in, punching out, change your angle of the, te- the text. I've noticed a lot of people now won't put straight text. It will be like this angle, then this angle. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. people listening, audio can't see, but different so angles, like 45 slanted, degrees. Yeah, like yeah slanted, and then changing colours, and then different words highlighted, bold, different colours, all, all of these things. And there's a reason for it. It's because you have to keep things moving and it can't just be samey. Yeah, it's got to keep moving. It's got to be dynamic. Otherwise, people get bored. And I suppose something we haven't mentioned is from our perspective, it's a lot of the time when we're planning episodes, it's we you do think about the end result, the clips, because I think it's very easy for us to make it difficult for Zane and just rant and stuff like that. But I don't know about you, but I tend to have a conscious effort when I've got my laptop here to list stuff so that I've got it in bullet points. So I deliver it in bullet points, hoping that it's much sharper. And I think a lot of people can do that when they're creating their content is think, oh, am I repurposing this? Where am I repurposing it? If it is like super short form, then either ask your guests some quick fire round questions so that they answer quickly or you know, you try and be succinct so then you can clip yourself. An example of when we've done this really well was at the start of the year or at the end of last year, we'd done a video which we knew we was going to use for the ad, the Facebook ads for our, our webinar, where we was like top five reasons to start a podcast in 2023. So I asked a really direct, like said it quickly, sharp question. And then every time you made a point, you'd go like one, this, then you'd go two, this. And you we knew that in post, you were going to put it all together add an even even more kind of your time into editing it with B-roll and all this sort of stuff. And it ended up, well, it's now used as all around oh, yeah, everywhere. It's, it's my most viewed LinkedIn video by far um, because it's one, it's like a top five reasons to get to podcasting. So it's quite a broad audience it hits, but it's super sharp, super snappy. Starts with a question straight into the answer, but there's no like beating around the bush. The, the episode was... 10, 15 minutes long and you turned it into 30, 35 seconds where it covered all the points. Yeah, exactly. And and that's, yeah, it's really helpful when, when you do that, where even though the longer episode you can watch and get all the detail, when you watch that clip, you wouldn't really have looked at and known that that was cut from a 10, 15 minute episode. That could have just been a standalone ep- uh, video that you recorded and listed those points. So that is the power of like repurposing, getting clips. But like you said, having that little bit of prep whilst you're recording helps a ton as well actually brought something up b-roll zane what do you use or where do you get b-roll do you use it in every video is there only anything notable to mention about it yeah b-roll you can cut away to like a lot of people like to cut away to like memes and stuff like that which you can obviously just get from anywhere but if i want b-roll that's actually more specific and related to what you're talking about we use mainly envato um that has quite a lot on there uh envato and it's usually quite good quality as well. So even if you want to like crop in, you can do that. But um, 
<coughs> if it's like a funny clip, then it would just be memes or something. You just like a, a picture, a, a picture of or something. Yeah, a quote on a yeah. mantelpiece. Yeah. yeah, like a These gif. Are great. Yeah, the problem with gif as well, like if you're, they're usually square. So if you're doing a vertical video. Mm. You have to be a bit smarter about the way you, you put it in and the quality well, as well. I, I suppose I've seen like two variations of this. You've got B-roll where you're taking up the, the whole screen and then what you know Alex or Mosey started doing and everybody has since replicated is he never it never goes off of him, but it goes underneath where the captions go. Right, yeah. Have yeah. you seen that? So yeah. it's like it's still him the whole time, which obviously yeah. Well, let's do it on that clip. Sure. Yeah. Then we can show people exactly yeah. what Yeah, yeah, about. that works. The, the <laughs> yeah. problem is, is if the person messes up or if I'm pulling like an ugly face or something like that, you can't cut can't away. Have you got another option? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what God gave me, for a <laughs> I'm stuck. So, um, do you know what I mean? That's, you can kind of replace the whole screen, which ends up, I think, a bit better on podcasts just because often, you know, Ash looks bored or I'm doing whatever. But if you are very concise or if you are re-recording it to nail it, if it's direct to camera stuff, then underneath the captions can look quite yeah, good as well. It supports the captions again. Like it's, it's it's similar to the concept of making the words bigger and bolder colors. When you put that image there, you know, some people are more visual. The image relates to that thing that they're talking Sorry, about. The worst or one is recognizable. TikTok with, uh, it's usually like GTA. It's someone's driving a car off a cliff on GTA and I'm just watching it. Oh, that's cool. But I'm yeah. listening to the clip above it. It's, yeah. it's nuts and it's always so annoying because the car never goes in a straight line. Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> we've got the same for you, page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's people like something like familiar as well. Mm. So having the GTA clip, the Minecraft clip, yeah, people just hop in. Oh, it's, it's Minecraft. On, oh, it's GTA. Minecraft. I like it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to carry on watching it for that, regardless or of the satisfying clip. videos, yeah. that, those sort of things. Exactly, yeah. yeah so it's, it works. And to be fair, direct camera clips, there's a lot different about those two repurposing clips. There's a, a different, I think there's a slightly different approach with the editing, different approach in how you deliver it, obviously, background, environment, all this sort of stuff. We d have done an episode where we've compared the benefits of both and which one works best for who. So make sure to go back through our feed and find the one called I think it's repurposing versus direct camera or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, there's a slightly different approach to those. But regardless of what type of short form clip there is, it's got to be super snappy. And B-roll is one of the things that can definitely help that. So Zane, is there any final remarks or bits of advice you can give everybody for video? Um, if you're doing it yourself, it's going to take time. <laughs> I'll, I'll warn you of that. And it takes time to get used to it you kind of end up having an eye for it. So don't feel, if you are editing yourself, don't feel like, um, oh, you're not no good at editing because it took you so long to make the first clip. You know, it, it takes time. Uh, but now, you know, after doing clips for quite a while, you can smash out multiple clips in a short space of time. But that is when you're doing it day in, day out. Um, it might seem at first that, oh, I can just cut a 15, 20 second clip. But have you've heard, as you've heard from this episode, there's quite a lot to it. So, um, yeah, give it a try, but wherever you can, if you can get help or get uh, an editor Link or videographer, <laughs> then yeah, do it and uh, send them my way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you want to see Zane's clips, because he clips all of our podcast episodes, click on my LinkedIn in the show notes. It will be at the bottom on the contact us and you can go through my feed. You'll see his clips. You'll see the first pinned one is that one I was talking about the top five reasons to start a podcast. So. Have a look at his clips and if you like the look of them and think actually I could do with a bit of Zane's magic on my own podcast, drop me a message and we'll see what we can do. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining us, Zane. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank, thank you. Very you. Much, bro. See everyone next time. See you.